We're going to be talking about the black and the tans, the Catholics and the Protestants. We're going to be going through them all today. I actually did have corned beef earlier, so I'm I'm ready. And I know that's not technically Irish, but it seems okay. It hasn't been. It's been allowed. Like you can't be. You can't get in trouble for being prejudiced against Irish people for what 30, 40 years. So yeah, it's fine. And speaking of these mix, um, which I can say, which I can say, <laughs> all you gotta do is take one look at me. Although I'm, 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 I'm. There's a little Irish. It's I'm mostly a Scotsman. So <laughs> I'm shocked to find out both, based upon your appearance. <laughs> yeah, well, appearance-wise, very Irish-looking, but emotionally a Scotsman. <laughs> And that just means you don't wear underwear. It means I don't wear underwear and I cry during movies. <laughs> yep. I'm a little bitch. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a mutt. I've got Irish and Scottish in there too, but, uh, you know, and I don't think anyone's done the full-ass family tree, but it's like Irish, Scottish, Polish, white trash, and then who knows? Poor. Oh, yeah, a lot of that in there. But I know there is like a fucking Scottish Thai company named William Morris. I don't know if I'm connected to it, but just like the William Morris agent. Yeah, I was going to say, there's another the William Royal Morris. Thai. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you mentioned like, the Thai like, company well, first. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little Thai company called William Morris, but there's actually also a gigantic organization <laughs> with that name too. Yep. And we're going to be talking about these fuckers today. We're going to talk about some orgs. <laughs> some orgs, yes. Uh, this is going to be a long one, so this is probably part one of... Seven. Seven. It's, it's possible. Yeah. We'll, it'll just drip out until Oscar night comes. Because... <laughs> because the description is dripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these episodes are like the last, uh, the last couple drops. You can never fully shake away, and they're always going to get in your underwear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna okay. Now we're turning our attention to the Oscars, and to start with this golden, revered day in American and international history. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that's an interesting way of putting that. We are rolling out the red carpet. Uh, I've got the table set with all the snacks and goodies for our Oscar party here today. Here's to you, my friend. Uh-huh. Cheers to the Oscars, to what is sure to be one of the best years <laughs> and probably the highest ratings that they have ever achieved, thanks to its producer. And we'll get to him in a second. But we're going to start off with a little article. We're going to start with the snub that Will and I cannot get any sleep worrying about. And it's like, I, I just... I, I don't know what's happening. Go yeah. ahead. This comes from a website that was known for ones covering black issues and uh, mostly black essays, The Root. Yep. Uh, they've clearly gone in a new direction here. So mm-hmm. shout out to friend of the show, Patrick, my good buddy, who hipped me to this one last minute. Comes from a writer named Stephanie Holland. The title... Spider-Man No Way Home's Oscar snub displays Hollywood's hypocrisy. It's time for a deeper look at how comic book movies aren't considered awards-worthy awards-worthy art. Award-worthy art. <laughs> awards voters have always had a problem with comic book movies. No matter how great the film is, it's if it's classified as superhero action movie it's considered not worthy of serious awards contention, even though she's about to name, kind of go against that. When Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture in 2019. <laughs> except for that time three years ago. Except for Black Panther, which was only a few years ago. It was only because it was due to an aggressive campaign from Disney and Marvel Studios. Hmm. As never has a studio had an aggressive campaign for the oh, Oscars. And also... Time. Disney owns ABC, so yep. don't worry. Doctor Strange will be getting plenty of Oscar noms next year. Um, so it's due to an aggressive campaign from Disney and Marvel. They tried their best, people. As well as a public outcry about how the game-changing film needed to be recognized. The studio, yeah, the studios tried a somewhat similar tactic for Avengers Endgame, but apparently they had received their allotted Oscar nomination. Ugh. <laughs> which is a shame because Endgame's got your Black Panther in it. You got them all in that one. Yep. I mentioned this because the award season snub of Spider-Man No Way Home seems so calculated and obvious. Strap in, folks. This is a good one. <laughs> this Stephanie Holland's got a gun to your head. <laughs> Since we all have to sit through the credits now, it's very... Do we... It's very clear that it takes a literal army to get comic book movies made. That's not a defense. Most, <laughs> most movies take a lot of people to get them. Well, yeah. Um, when the award show- Marvel is longer because it takes at least 300 people, apparently, to do the same effects in every movie that always look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> when award shows like the Oscars or Critics' Choice treat them as if they're not real movies... And directors keep lining up to bash them. Oh, they can't wait. God. I think the lining up constitutes what? How many have we had? Marty, Francis. Is that it? Okay, so yeah. 
So directors keep lining up to bash them as the downfall of cinema. Uh, it's insulting to all of those people who worked hard to create that art, as well as the millions of fans who spent money enjoying them. Oh my God. You know, the thing is, and we got more to go, you all won the war. Yeah. Like, are you, you such big fucking losers that you don't even recognize a win when you get it? Yeah. Well, it's like that shit, and it, you know, it makes me sound like a grumpy old man, but that's what I am, so it's fine. Uh, but it's this fucking shit of uh, this this wonderful trend of if anyone says anything negative about something you love, they're personally attacking your family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's fucking amazing, man. It would be like, I don't know, shit. Yeah, it would be like if... <laughs> If someone like, I don't know, if someone told me that fucking Wakefield pool movies weren't movies, I would be like, cool, have a good day. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> hey, right. you're not, you don't want to watch gay porn with me. That's fine. Have a good day. <laughs> I would rather watch gay porn with you than sit through these movies. Well, yeah, because they're movies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They are way more movies than. Okay, moving on. Paragraph break. All these critics. <laughs> Producers and artists are more than happy to celebrate how Spider-Man's 1.8 billion worldwide box office single-handedly helped save the business after COVID-19 derailed the entire entertainment industry. But they can't possibly bring themselves to recognize that it was a really good movie with an emotional story and compelling lead performance from Tom Holland that audiences connected with. Okay, I've seen this movie. <sighs> Me too. Um, it's very emotional when your favorite actors from pre your previous child movies show up to do some more child movie shit. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, it was kind of fun to see Toby back in there. It was a little awkward yeah. at the same time. The foe was back. We had a good time. That's what yeah. kills me with this shit is I actually, I, I low-key enjoyed this movie. Right, like I, yeah. I wasn't upset. I watched it. I had a nice time. Had some smiles, whatever. But this kind of shit makes me want to fucking just destroy it all. And again, who are these motherfuckers that are equating? <laughs> Look, this movie made billions of dollars. It's clearly the best movie that's ever come out. Yeah, God, I'm sure that's... this is someone who's also like been like, I don't like the capitalist system. Uh, oh, for sure. You know. Okay, well, here's let me just give you my thoughts on on the Spider-Man movie. Quick, I don't, I enjoyed it. I had a fine time. It passed some hours, but it did leave me feeling like rather depressed afterwards. That like, this is all we have. It it wasn't so much that the movie was good. It was that the whole movie relies on like everyone's favorite shit now, just nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, it's just cash in shit. And it's just like, so this is this is the last bit of hope that we're stoking from the embers of, like, enjoying movies is, like, seeing characters from movies that you knew growing up when movies were a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, wow, there they are. And they're all there. Yep. I feel like dang buddy. <laughs> I'd be feeling like dang buddy in Belfast. <laughs> going no, on with you, though it's that fucking like it's it's not as uh, egregious as stranger things you know because that truly only exists on that 
Yeah. I do think Spider-Man at least still has some, you know, that competent storytelling ability. Um, you know, they yeah. can, it's still a movie, but it's, but all the meat on the bones are just, is just that shit. It's still just, yeah. it's just IP and nostalgia. Yeah. Um, okay. So this isn't to knock the other movies that have been nominated for best picture. Well, I'm well, not going to make sure it'd be nice. Be I'm nice knocking them because they didn't make any fucking money. Um, that's why I hate West Side Story because it bombed at the box office. Mm-hmm. I, hate, I hate musicals. <laughs> uh, and I love telling people that. Okay. <laughs> okay. This isn't to knock the other best picture movies, but you cannot convince me that No Way Home wasn't one of the 10 best films of the year. Holy shit. I mean, it was a bleak year, but I bet I could come up with nine other ones. Bleak year? Fuck no, it was not. It's a bleak year as far as the Oscars, not a bleak year as far as movies. That's true. That's a good point. Hell no. Good point. Uh, Will Will got a good point in everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bookmark it. Can you bookmark shit on Spotify? (laughs) I don't know how it works. (laughs) Okay, going on. Not only did it deliver a satisfying ending to the previous two Spider Man franchises, it also gave the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Peter. A re- it's 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 Peter. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, it gave it gave Peter a reset before his possible finale in the current films. Comic book origins and big franchise connections aside, it was an extremely successful project that offered audiences a chance to once again bond over the movie going experience. You'd think all this would be worth at least one com- uh wow, I should know that word. Good work. <laughs> I looked at that and was like, what? <laughs> if y'all buy some shirts, we'll get John some reading glasses. Yeah, I'll get some reading glasses for me. I might need them. At least one compensatory best picture nod, even if it was just for the box office numbers. Oh my god. Whoa. Who the fuck is this dumbass? Unfortunately, <laughs> there's this stuck-up, classist idea that comic book movies aren't real cinema. Instead, they're considered merely entertainment for the masses, not actual art. I, uh, I, I like the suggestion that the movies that were nominated this year, which I will say, and we'll get into it more, but I looked back through all of them since the Oscars started, this has got to be one of the worst collection of movies as far as the big categories that I've ever seen, for sure. And so I like her uh, suggestion that it's it's some classist thing because it's only high art on display otherwise at the Oscars this year. I think there's three examples of high art on display this year. Okay. <laughs> Good God. Well, yeah, Stephanie, come come on the show. If famous directors don't want to make comic book movies because they think they're just big, dumb, loud trash for stupid people, (laughs) then fine. Don't make them. But you can't keep pretending these films don't exist. And more importantly, that they don't mean something to the people who see them. This obvious snub shines a spotlight on Hollywood's hypocrisy when it comes to these projects. The industry is happy to cash the checks. Bam, shots fired. But they will never be given the same status like Belfast, (laughs) the power of the dog, or don't look up, 
which actually wasn't that good. Okay, I'm with you on that. But had all the right names attached to it. Oh, that's it. That's what well, did it. Well, we just broke bread with uh, the most angry person on the internet here. So, um, For context, Dune is nominated for Best Picture, but the fact that it's directed by Den- Dennis Villeneuve somehow negates that it's a sci-fi epic based on a popular book and is the first in a huge franchise. I'm sorry, what? What is What? What does that mean? That's the first sci-fi movie ever nominated? Is that so, what for context, it so she's saying I think okay, that's we understand that Dune, basically a comic book movie, did get nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. But because there's a there's a a, a a director with prestige attached that it's allowed, I guess is what she's saying. <laughs> so so again, that's the second time in this article she has canceled out her entire argument. You had your experiment with Chloe Zhao, my my friend Chloe Zhao, mm-hmm. uh, doing one movie. It looked like a a car commercial for Nissan, and yep. you saw. I guess it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, if they would have let Lucretia Martel actually direct the action scenes of Black Widow, give those reins to Lucretia. <laughs> I want to see her Black Widow fully hers. With Noah and she literally like they and th- this would include even that again just atrocious effects team that works on every single Marvel movie unless she wants them they're also not there so this is truly square one she's the only person on the movie until she hires everyone else it would be yeah I, I would see that although here's a an Oscar na- uh, Oscar bait uh, prediction market at home. I'm sure Jane Campion will direct an, a Marvel movie. Oh, hell no. Very soon. Hell no. She will. I will, t- I will take that bet. Okay. We have a little no, she doesn't bet. want to. She, wouldn't, she doesn't want to. She doesn't like to do shit like that. Mm, that's no, true. She does come from a gigantic rich family. She's probably good. but well, Think of the gap, though, too. She likes massive gaps between her movies. Because, again, she doesn't have to worry about money. Yeah, she's nah, playing, she won't do it. playing fucking cricket. <laughs> play, no 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 playing tennis I'm getting in trouble with the Williams sisters. I don't think she knows how to play tennis though you, you saw that shit though right oh I saw that shit a, yeah, shout, out to, shout out to Jane Campion for saying that what was it the uh, women who played sports it wasn't as hard being a woman in sports because they were not playing directly against the men like yeah. she is in movies yeah <laughs> a cool thing to say super cool for what is she 60 <laughs> Yeah, it comes from you just grew up in wealth and it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. Honestly, I thought it was hilarious. Like everyone got mad, and yeah, I guess it's a pretty weird thing to say to two oh, like we should black just women and work themselves up from nothing. Yeah, yeah, but, like crazy. But it's like the amount of people just getting upset about that. It's like, boy, we don't have anything truly important to argue about anymore. I guess nope. We're, this it's. We're just getting miffed about the, the Serena and Venus and Jane Campion. Okay, getting back to the article. <laughs> um, Wait, so, it's not over? No, no, no. She, whoa, 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 whoa. No, she's got thoughts. I thought that here. was her finale monologue. Oh, my Please don't God. silence a woman on this podcast. <laughs> Let her speak her mind. Sorry, I can't. It's a compulsion of mine. So I get, all right, we're going back to Stephanie's words here. 
So I guess if Guillermo del Toro, Steven Spielberg, or Villeneuve had directed Spider-Man, it would be considered an acceptable film that overcomes its superhero setting? No. Well, you know, like, Steven Spielberg kind of... a nom for Hellboy. What are you talking about? Damn, that's a good point. That's hilarious. <laughs> what is she... she? It's amazing. She keeps... It's not even putting her feet in her mouth. Like there's a there's like a fetish party a level of feet in her mouth at this point. Yeah, and if you think that Spielberg hasn't dipped his toes there, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't consider Ready Player One a superhero movie, but no, it's, it's even like technically lower because it's a fucking video game movie. Right. It's uh, based off of the, one of those shittiest novels I've ever read. Yeah. Somehow, like one of the better movies I've seen in the last you know ten years, but um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that got no love. So, okay, anyway, she's almost done. Yeah, she's almost done. Spider-Man No Way Home is nominated for Best Visual Effects alongside Dune, Free Guy, (laughs) No Time to Die, (laughs) Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, I guess we're forgetting about old Shang-Chi then. Wait a minute, you mean another Marvel movie got nominated? Impossible. This is the only category where big budget action films are considered acceptable. It's also worth noting that the billions Disney makes on Marvel films allows the company to invest more in award worthy fare like Nightmare Alley and Summer of Soul. (gasps) Unbelievable that they're putting their money towards Summer of Soul coming from a website like The Root. Um, for those of us who have devoted our lives to, okay, this is, this is the last paragraph and this is where it really like, I'm ready to scrap it in. For those of us who have devoted our lives to these stories and characters, (laughs) just like thinking about like writing, like typing that and just being like, for those of us that have given our lives, you know what? You should die for these people. I was waiting for it. (laughs) I saw your eyebrows go up. For those of us who've devoted our lives to these stories and characters, for those of us who have literally laid down on the battlefield to die for, she didn't say that. Oh, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) They mean something special in the same way Belfast or licorice pizza does to someone else. So it's long past time for that emotional connection to be recognized for the beautiful art that it is. So if you are a Catholic, like how Belfast means to you, or a pedophile, like how liquor <laughs> means to you, you should listen up because uh, you're not running society anymore, Catholics and uh, uh, pedos. You even tried joining. <laughs> you even tried to mix. You should hang out see if you get along. Yeah. Even combining didn't work for you all. <laughs> Oh my God! The hostility Wait, who, of this. How, I honestly, I truly want to run into this person at a party so badly, and hear this like passion plea, because all I would say at the end of the day, like, I, why do you fucking care if something gets an Oscar? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, seriously, like, do you, are you are you? For you to like loud and proud wear the seventy-two different T-shirt variants you have for Spider-Man No Way Home, like. Does it have to have a fucking Oscar like stamp of approval for you to not be ashamed that you're what I'm sure in your fucking thirties. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my God. And this is really funny because then she also has an article that is uh, titled Oscars 2022 Beyonce and talks to perform from Compton tennis courts. <laughs> and she's like, isn't this cool? She's going to do the King Richard song. Well, that's why she left King Richard out. That's the only thing unscathed in there. Oh, she says, as cool as that sounds, wouldn't it be more of a moment to have Venus and Serena at the courts for the introduction? Oh, my God. Sure. Sure. Yeah, she, yeah. um, Yeah, she calls her Queen Bay throughout the article. Of course she does. Um, Okay, let's get, all right. Well, we're done with Stephanie. I guess let's move on. This is the technically the red carpet, everyone. So I know yeah. we're not getting to the show yet. Yeah, this first hour was terrific. <laughs> we're having fun over here. We're having people. fun. Should we read another article now or should I save that for the next one? Okay, since this is still the red carpet, <laughs> we <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at dresses, we're looking at suits, we're asking who made it, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I bet Zendaya is going to look awesome. I liked the, uh, I did see someone sent me, I don't Twitter, Instagram or something. She posted a picture in a pool and like a selfie of herself saying like, you know, living my best life or something. And Tom, Tom Holland is like floating in the background and someone commented and said like, Tom's drowning. And she said, this isn't about him. We like that. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, you're talking about, the guy who plays Spider-Man? I think, right? Aren't they Aren't they banging each other? Isn't that who's... Right? Oh, someone, yeah, he's in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah. No, they're... No, because I when I first... Someone told me they were, I thought it was a joke, but... Nope. They're, they're bumping uglies, I guess, so... But, you know, I appreciate that joke. That's funny. A lot of people are rolling their eyes at us right now for not knowing that they're probably dating. I just, you know, I got to... Not that no one else is saying this, but of all the nondescript white dudes to choose, wowee. Um, I guess if we're looking at the red carpet, I, there's one person I don't see out there, and that is the star of West Side Story. Oh, wait, now I do see her. She has been invited, and they're going to let her be an usher. Breaking news. <laughs> The lead star of West Side Story will now be taking your tickets. Wait, you mean Angel Angel Egghat, that guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a fun thing. People got really mad about Rachel Zegler not getting invited. Um, but now she's a host, right? Or a presenter. Yeah, she's a presenter, along with Tony Hawk, Sean White. Kelly Slater and DJ Khaled. <laughs> is the whole is he just gonna use that fucking DJ button every time someone keeps talking too much? He's gonna go off script and be like, and I'm still not eating pussy. <laughs> I think it's disgusting. That dude, who he might be the least interesting human I've come across on my time on this earth. Well, he's gonna be presenting um oh, somebody. Best editing, maybe. Oh, wait, no, he won't be, because best editing is not part of the show anymore. (laughs) Zing! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's right, everyone. Best editing, uh, makeup, production design. Ick. Yeah, all very inessential components of the construction of a movie are now not being uh, presented because of the 
guy who is producing the Oscars this year. Let me see what I did with that. (laughs) (laughs) I could have prepared for this a little better, but I was busy watching Belfast. (laughs) Okay, so his name is Will Packer. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a guy who loves to wear hats. (laughs) A variety of hats. Wear fedoras. He's got the paddy cap for Belfast. He's got fedoras for Dick Tracy. He's he's looking fly. And he is a producer of... Uh, oh, Girls up. Trip. Oh, yeah. The one thing he did that's cool is Girls Trip. Wait, and then also um, the fucking... Uh, remember the Beyonce one? Oh, Obsessed. Yeah, that movie's sick. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Obsessed is kind of sick. Um, that movie's it, made by someone who's really, really mentally sick, and I mean that is the highest praise. Isn't Ali Larder in it? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, dude. Ugh. I mean, you know, not that you know I love Devin Sawa and his beautiful lips, but Ali Larder's The Reason Final Destination is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Obsessed. Okay, so he's got Obsessed and... Girls trip. Girls trip, and that's it. Yeah, and here's a couple other ones. Uh, three can play that game with Vivica A. Fox. Stomp the Yard Homecoming. Wait, Stomp the Yard kept going? Uh, yeah, there's a, se- a direct-to-video sequel that he did. Um, something called Battle of the Year. Cool. Uh, Think Like a Man. Oh, I remember that one. Ride Along. I remember Ride Along. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a movie called About Last Night with Kevin Hart and Regina Hall. Is it a remake of the... No, it's based on sexual perversity in Chicago by everyone's favorite closeted man, David Mamet. <laughs> um, no Good Deed. <laughs> A movie called No Good Deed with Taraji P. Henson. Also, shout out Regina Hall. Just want to say, Regina Hall is also a presenter this year. I'm truly looking forward to seeing if she does the scene from Scary Movie with Shakespeare in Love as a bit. Because that would be awesome. Oh, that would, yeah. I really hope so. And then it would also, that would be the only way that they can make up for their sins of celebrating Shakespeare in Love in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I don't know what Wanda Sykes is going to do, but if Regina Hall, listen, if if Amy Schumer gets to interview President Zelensky on camera, then Regina Hall gets to do her best scene ever. Yeah, agreed. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're actually going to do the Zelensky thing, but uh, it was rumored. Well, now she's got all this free time from not being in the Barbie movie. She's got a lot of time to think about politics. Yeah, I'm sure she's gonna ask the hard hitting questions, and <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, and also Zelensky, I guess he's got nothing on his hands right now. So nope. he's, he wants to get asked about stuff like, you know, if he thinks it's funny that girls also fart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think should win Best Picture? <laughs> oh, sorry, there's some toilet paper stuck in my crotch. <laughs> Just good humor like that. Yeah. Um, okay, he did do Straight Out of Compton, which I'm gonna. Say, I didn't really care for. It was okay. Fine. It was fine. Ride Along Two, the sequel, 
Almost Christmas with Monique um, and Omar Epps. Uh, Girls Trip, we know that one. Oh, he did the Bo- the Bill Forsyth film, Breaking In. <laughs> Just pissing <laughs> off so many people, right? Now. That's not the same movie. <laughs> uh, Night School <laughs> with Kevin Hart and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Kevin Hart would have been Oscar host. That's right, but he said some bad things. <laughs> It's a bad, bad stuff long ago, and we won't stand for it. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> uh, what bad, bad short man. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. That's the biggest problem. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, as someone who's like 6'5", I truly hate short people. And I get, I'm going to put a stop to this, John, short people hate as someone who's 5'1". Yeah, you're 5'1". I'm 6'5". <laughs> Next time we host something in person, let's pretend we're each other. And we'll <laughs> alternate it every single time. Hi, I'm Will. I'm from a small town. <laughs> hey, I'm John. I'm a Mick. I like football. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're not going to keep going down Will Packer's list here, but let's just say it's heat after heat after heat. Anyway, he's taking over the Oscars this year. He is hoping to make it cool again. He says um, he's feeling good. He's excited. Um, He's getting rid of film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, sound, documentary short subject, animated short subject, and live action sort of. The last three I'm fine with. (laughs) Don't care. But the others, it's pretty amazing. The others, that's pretty, a lot of gall, as they say. To decide to, that that's fine. Well, he's trying to make it cool again. Um, so he, despite an urging from Spielberg, Campion, James Cameron, Kathleen Kennedy, John Williams, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, a bunch of non-comic book making filmmakers. I know. I know. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy has nothing to do with <laughs> that. Uh, they're saying that he's going to do ir- irreparable damage and relegating some nominees to the set the status of second class citizens. Interesting. So he says when he stepped into the ring with his co-producer Shayla Cowan, I'm not going to look her up, but I don't trust her either. I'm wagging my finger. <laughs> when I stepped into the ring, I knew I was going to get hit, but it's worth the risk for me. It's worth the scrutiny. Everybody's got an idea of what should be done, as I've learned. But you know, this is my year. Wow. It's his year. I mean, you trust anyone who's going to use a a boxing metaphor for their producing of the Oscars. It's going to go great. I mean, I'm not going to read this thing because it just sounds like any asshole in a business meeting. But he does, he's catching a lot of heat for one thing. And this is going to tie into Spider-Man here. There's going to be a new category this year. Have you heard about this, Will? I have not heard about this. Let me tell you. There's a new thing (laughs) called Fan Favorite, and it is something you vote on via Twitter. Wait, is this real? You're not making this up? No, this is not. I'm not making this up. Oh, dear God. Let me see what's in the running for this now. Deep water, deep water. (laughs) Deep water was sick also. Wait, which deep water? The one from like two years ago? No, no, the one that everyone's talking about. 
the the, uh, the Ben Affleck one. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Okay, damn. All right, you got me on that one. You, dude, I uh, should we? Yeah, we could tell everyone. That's fine. Go ahead. No, you take the reins on this one. So the when we had uh, CFS back on, um, we were talking about upcoming Oscar stuff briefly, and I, in complete earnest. <laughs> Because I had no clue what King Richard was or what it was about. I just knew the name and that Will Smith was in it and that he was nominated for an Oscar. So I truly thought it was also a Shakespeare movie when we said it was King Richard versus Macbeth. <laughs> I thought <laughs> he was playing along. I texted John in early in the morning after I finished King Richard and I was like, what a surprise. It's actually about tennis and the Williams sisters. <laughs> John, John was nice and thought I was making a fun joke. Nope, I'm just an idiot, guys. See, here's the thing. We like to fool each other, too. Yeah. So if you think we're just, mm, they're, never, they're never sincere. They're always just, you know, being ironic. Well, that's that's part of the brilliant labyrinth that we create here. <laughs> we don't even know. And yeah. also, I, you know, I won't speak for you, John, but that's also the, the hell we deal with every day in our internal monologues, trying to figure out if we're being genuine or ironic to ourselves. So you know what? Welcome exactly. to hell. <laughs> Welcome to hell. You all need to be like Icarus, too, and just fly your way out of that labyrinth. That's right. Wait, is, Icar- is Icarus in the labyrinth? No, he's the one who flew too close to the sun. No, wait. Didn't no, he that's... fly out of the labyrinth? Wait, does he? <laughs> wait, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Labyrinth and the sun. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, labyrinth and the sun. Yeah, for our Greek listeners, hit us up. Let us know what we did wrong there. Okay. <laughs> uh, voting for the Oscars fan favorite. These are... The 10 movies nominated for fan favorite. We have Army of the Dead. Oh, God. Cinderella. Yeah, I don't even remember that. Was that annoying guy played the fairy godmother? Yeah. Uh, Dune. Also, what the fuck? Dune got nominated. What? What All right, well, Dune's in there. Your favorite movie, Malignant. Because we love horror over here. Well, Malignant's better than most of the shit nominated, even though I fucking hated Malignant. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Minimata? What? Don't know what that is. Power of the Dog, also. (laughs) Also nominated. Okay. He's too focused on, you know, dodging punches in the ring. He forgot to follow his own rules. It's true. That's very true. Uh, (laughs) Sing Two. Oh shit. Rocks. Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home. Also nominated. Yeah. Well, for vi- <laughs> did you not pay attention to Stephanie? Oh, yeah, sorry. Cut. <laughs> it's like no one listens to me over here. <laughs> the Suicide Squad. And Tick Tick Boom. Oh God. Yeah. So it's look, funny because most of those we'll talk about when we go through the categories since they are indeed nominated. <laughs> yes. So the front runners are Spider-Man, Dune, Suicide Squad, and Cinderella. <laughs> Need I remind one that uh, Disney owns ABC, mm-hmm. who does the Oscars. Oh. Mm-hmm. I just, 
it just kind of seems like maybe a category was created to give to one of their movies. That can't, nope. Mm. Nope. Mm. That's impossible. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't think uh, every, um, you know, basement nerd out there is going to be satisfied with this because they'll still whinge about it was just the fan favorite award. And also, that shit's going to get televised. <laughs> Whereas editing will not oh, really? be. Yes. Oh, wow. So, like... I mean, he... All right. I, I don't even want to say it this way, but... To his credit, if he is truly trying to just make this thing popular again, cutting the things that matter to movies at all and adding bullshit where people think they're involved, we'll do that. So yeah, yeah, good idea, Will Packer. Uh, I got something. You're also named Will, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I got something you can pack. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tank this show just yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, he's just talks about how, you know, people are mad at him for doing this. And he's like, you know, I'm just trying to make the best version of a show, you know, just dodges it. Um, Is he a bro? Like, do we know what this guy looks like? Like there's a lot of one, hats, but is it like one side shaved and a nice greasy flop? Like, it seemed like he's doing that, or is he older? No, he's older. I mean, he looks like a guy who's like, man, I used to listen to rap music. <laughs> like, he just looks he's like, like... I remember him. when Fuck the Police came out. I was there. Yeah, well, he did a movie on that, okay? <laughs> Not familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, I'm out there taking, thinking big, taking big swings. Um... Yeah, he basically says, like, he's doing something punk rock with this. Mm, sounds like it. Yes, and he's trying to just make it an entertaining thing. You know what? The Oscars just keep sinking in ratings over the years. And they keep trying these bullshit little, like, board meeting <laughs> tricks. And the ratings still keep sinking. Maybe invite Billy Crystal back and keep it boring again. It went well. It went well. Your ratings were well. fine. Uh, you still gave awards to bullshit. Like, I, I, I don't know. And also, and we'll get to this in an article that we're going to read in a second. Like, the Oscars, like, to be nice to the Oscars, when I was a kid, and I'm sure you felt the same way, I loved seeing those little montages of, like, you oh. know, Spencer Tracy being like, guess who's coming to dinner? It and was amazing. That was the best shit ever. Yes, and all these things, and it was like, because I didn't know these movies, so it's like, I want to know about this guy dancing in the rain on a light pole. Yes. I would like to know what that is. Yes. I'm curious about the, the Chariot Race movie. Mm-hmm. But, um, and you know, like, like, yeah, those don't color all of cinema history, but when you're a young little boy like Buddy in Belfast and your eyes are just glued to the screen. To the screen that thankfully is in uh, full 4K high definition on your tube <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. man. Okay, let's anyway, say, we got to save this, because I got to save it. Sorry. Um, 
don't worry, we're getting to him watching this, especially the chitty chitty bang bang scene. Yes. But, anyway, um, the, gen- the genuine shit you were saying, and I completely agree with. Yes. That was yeah. part of the magic of watching the Oscars and just experience because a lot of it was fucking boring as a kid, for sure. But I even enjoy- I remember like my parents laughing at like Billy Crystal jokes or whatever, and like that was pleasant. But yeah, it was those montages and just the vibe of like movies that yeah. made it feel so cool. And it hasn't, fuck, I don't, I'd, I'd have to truly go back, but definitely not since we were actually kids has it actually felt like, again, all this shit aside, obviously it's not an all-encompassing or any semblance of inclusive uh, history of movies, but it was a very warm thing that felt like it was genuinely a celebration of the movies that would pull young people in to at least start to explore shit for themselves. Where's that? Agreed. It's not as like it is now where it's inclusive, where uh, <laughs> Kelly Slater and Tony Hawk get invited, but the, <laughs> the lead actress from a movie nominated in like eight categories, they're like, you can stay home. <laughs> and then due to a major, you know, firestorm of like backlash, they're like, all right, bring her. Like, I just don't get it. Like, what's the, what's the, what's the fix there? I mean, I'm waiting. They just ran out of people. I bet everyone just said no. There's no other reason to. Like, outside of Jackass, does Tony Hawk have a single movie connection? Well, I guess, like, what? Skateboard the movie. Um, And there's one other in that realm, like, from that era that he has, like, a cameo in. It's not BMX Bandits, but isn't there another? Is he in Gleaming the Cube? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. It's not Skateboard the movie. It's Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, but yeah, like so that, and then the Jackass movies, and I guess like pop culture drop references and other things. <laughs> what is that documentary, the the search for horse chin? Is that what it was called? <laughs> Hold on, I'm not talking about Stephanie Holland here. <laughs> I believe you. That was just oh, what a sequence of words. Uh. <laughs> oh, the search for animal chin. Yes, he's in that too. <laughs> but yes, Stacy and Pearl. Yeah, Tony Hawk coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stacy's dope. They all seem nice. <laughs> we found horse chin. The cube has been gleamed and we healed Bam. It'll, uh, you know, we're, we're on the up and up currently, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, this is going to be fun to hear your reactions to this. And we're going to close it out on the red carpet where everyone's getting into the big theater. They're, they've all waved to everyone. Uh, so here we go. The article is by one Stephen Thompson of NPR from Pop Culture Happy Hour. And we know you all love that shit. You're big Fresh Air fans. You love Wait, Wait, I Can't Tell You, or Wait, 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 Don't Tell Me. <laughs> Tiny whatever. Desk. whatever it's called all the hits all the hits okay so the article is there should be the article title there should be an oscar for playing a real person <laughs> we have big brain energy coming up here so here we go <laughs> look and i'm steven now look i know the oscars are trying to streamline this year even going so far as to pre-tape a bunch of award speeches in the hope of freeing up space for montages 
paying tribute to the magic of the movies. Up next, a salute to the movies. Remember Casablanca? Guess who's coming to dinner? Enchanted, City Slickers 3. Well, what you don't all know they have in common is they're all movies. <laughs> He's very funny. What a what a killer joke. Yeah, that's really funny. Think that's of the children, Stephen. That's right. Even. Okay. After his also, little mentioned enchanted because he never mind. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Well, after his little bitchy joke, uh-huh. um, he says, I've got a modest proposal that would one make the Oscars better, two, <laughs> add a category that's sure to be packed with A-list headliners, and three, solve an issue that's been irritating me for years all at once. Well, I hope this issue hasn't irritated you too long because it's been going on since, I don't know, the inception of the Oscars. <laughs> um, and, the you know, since movies started talking. Is this, before, you, before the reveal, is this a, is this framed as an op-ed or is this like a it's legit? An it's okay. an op-ed. Okay. Well, actually, I don't know. Um, well, let's just go on. Continue. It, yeah, if it makes the Academy feel better, they can even eliminate some gross, unsexy category to compensate. I mean, who needs cinematography with all the fancy cell phone cameras they've got nowadays, right? Now, joke article. I've looked at his Twitter. This is a funny guy. He <laughs> likes being like, "Here's my wife of 25 years. What a goober!" And <laughs> okay, I see what we're dealing with. You know what we're dealing. Got with. it. Okay. Got it. The goofy guy. He make like he loves like jokes about tan lines. Yeah, and like wordle jokes. Um, he says, "Here's the new category: best adapted performance." Now, you may have heard me rail on this issue in past episodes of Pop Culture Happy Hour, but if I could send one message to Academy voters, it boiled down to nine simple words. I hope you counted these. They don't give MacArthur Genius Grants to Frank Caliendo. (sighs) (laughs) Rich Little has never won an E, let alone an EGOT. (sighs) The Emmys have honored the occasional celebrity impersonation, often inexplicably cough, Alec Baldwin cough, but the Oscars routinely go a step beyond in bestowing their highest acting honors on historical mimicry. Just this year, the five nominees for Best Actress include Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball in Being the Ricardos, I'm sorry, Being the Ricardos, <laughs> Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye Baker in the eyes of Tammy Faye, and <laughs> Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana in Spencer. <laughs> Uh, while nominees for Best Actor, I didn't say it, by the way, while, and Javier Bardem <laughs> as Desi Arnaz, Will Smith as Richard Williams. Those five performances include some true standouts. Eyes of Tammy Faye is flawed, to put it lightly, but Chastain's take on Baker is deeply weird and wildly committed, while Smith's take on Williams certainly transcends mere impersonation. I don't know if it transcends, but That's a strong uh, word. Yeah, he will win the Oscar for it. Well, we won't get to that. Yeah, yeah. Just yet. But if you've seen being the Ricardos, <laughs> ask yourself, did you ever, even for a nanosecond, forget that you were watching Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem play the imitation game? 
Yes. Impersonating a famous person employs a completely different skill set than fleshing out a new character. And it frequently involves a generous assist from the makeup and hairstyling department. All right. Yeah. I'm sick. I, I don't like movies where people play ugly either. Not because I care about ugly people. I just think it's a stupid thing to do. I and just I, like, give me, give me the old days where truly they were like, we're going to try to age you a minute, but you're just going to have to pull this shit off. That's right. better. Right. I like it when someone doesn't look that much like them and then I just get lost because they do so good. Yeah, this is why Clint Eastwood is the best at doing aging makeup. That's right. Come at me, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, so Gary Oldman won a 2018 Oscar for his turn as Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. But how much of the heavy lifting was done by the also Oscar-winning Chin Putty people? Zero. He didn't look like him at all. <laughs> yeah, he did not look like him. He looked they, like they a man actually did a bad job. Yes, yes. They did bad, and Gary Oldman was good enough to borrow a word from it, to, to transcend the makeup. <laughs> so back to Stephen Thompson. Meanwhile, the other nominees for Best Actor that year, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yep. Call me by your name. Daniel Day Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel, Kel- I've never been it. The Get Out guy. I think it's just Kalua. Kalua. Sorry, Kaluya. I, I think it's just Kaluya. Okay. Daniel Kalua uh, <laughs> and Denzel Washington and Roman J. Israel Esquire had to craft their characters without prosthetics, without any preconceived understanding of how their characters were supposed to look or behave, and without the benefit of historical footage to study. It almost sounds like they have it easier. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds easier. Yeah. Oldman does fine work in Darkest Hour, but he's got an entirely different job to do. The first time I proposed a category shift along these lines, I suggested foregoing gender binaries in favor of a realignment of best original performance and best adapted performance. Several people tweeted at me to warn of unintended consequences, (laughs) particularly a dude heavy lineup in which various thundering men of importance crowd women out of the major acting prizes. Mm. I'm not 100% sure that'd be true, but I concede the point and I'm going to slip it into an accent (laughs) and instead suggest a realignment with three leading lead acting categories, best actress and best actor awarded exclusively to performances of fictional characters (laughs) and a, a gender-neutral best adapted lead performance. Why on earth would that one be the only? <laughs> if if it's fictional, we we must we must separate because the binaries are fictional. Oh, is that his point, bro? That's my point. <laughs> uh, Shit, the tables have turned. Looking strictly at this year's best actress lineup, the decision to move Chastain Stewart and Kidman or perhaps Jennifer Hudson in respect, uh, into Best Adapted Lead Performance could free up spots in Best Actress next to Olivia Coleman and Penelope Cruz. Say the Renata Reigns was in the worst person in the world. Oh, I don't know yeah. how to say her name. Let's get that in there. Got to be careful with this name. Ruth Nega in Passing. <laughs> 
also with that sorry with that movie too yep good job next amelia jones in coda (laughs) which my favorite movie of the year actually pronounced hones yeah 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 can you believe what we just said (laughs) um okay orlana ham and licorice pizza Nothing wrong with more opportunities to crown fresh A-listers, right? I know we've still got kinks to work out here, folks. Whether there's a need to replicate this system in the supporting actress-actor categories, for example, or the particulars of how you define an original versus adaptive performance. You're the only one worrying about this, pal. (laughs) No one fucking cares. No one gives a shit. (laughs) But it's time for the industry to at least contemplate the idea that not all acting jobs are created equal. This is also also crazy to suggest that he's found the two kinds. Yeah. Like there are only two two? performances. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. God damn it. Would it solve every problem with the Oscars? Like... For example, their persistent tendency to favor grim dramas over every other genre. Year after year, even though brilliant movie comedies are way harder to pull off. No, but it would be a welcome start. And that finishes Stephen Thompson's... Well, first, Stephen, please let me know where these studio comedies are. Yeah, Um, point us to them. I would watch one. These excellent studio, big budget studio comedies that are coming out that we are missing and are being celebrated at the Oscars because we'll go see them. Yeah, they don't even have to be excellent. Just tell me where the studio comedies are. Yeah. would be really curious to know what those are. Um, also, Licorice Pizza got in there, so I don't... I can't believe this guy had... It's NPR, right? Oh, yeah. That's crazy this dude has this big of a platform if these are... And it's my first time, not that I follow, but... The fact that he has the opportunity to say this much about something that truly no one fucking cares about. Even, like, obsessive Oscar people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like... Because, again, those are the two? Yeah, right. Like, if you're trying to break up the, uh, the acting performances, which is also insane to begin with, but if you're trying to do that, those are the two you choose that's weird and stupid. <laughs> Okay, so that concludes this, uh, the pre-show um, red carpet. If you, if you sat through that and you need more, uh, there will be more. Uh, see you we'll inside. And we'll see you inside there, Oscar fans. <laughs> see you behind the curtain shortly. <laughs>